Welcome everyone. Is this recording now? To the Ohave Torah, Daf Yomi Shur. Flip it up. Good. Today's Shur is Daf Kuf Yutet. We will, however, begin on Daf Kuf Yutet Amubet. We're starting from the words The Od. Ivan? No problem. You ready? Shavuotov, you ready to learn, Ivan? Shavuotov, I'm ready. Okay, good. You're, we're ready recording. Uh, we left off on the Kuf Tet, no, Kuf Yud Chet Amur Bet. Let's just see over here. Sorry. Okay, odd. We said uh, uh, we, we're saying other things. Okay, another things that Rishmael told Rabbi. Atidam b'tzayim shtevi doron lemashiach. In the future, did we do this last time? Mentioned Mashiach last time. Yeah, but yeah, we did this. Oh, Ivan, no. do you remember this or no? Uh, no. No. Okay. In the future, Mitzrayim is going to bring a gift to Mashiach. Kasavur mehim. He's going to think, they're going to think, I'm sorry, Mashiach's going to think that he shouldn't take it from them. Hashem told Mashiach, Kabel mehem, accept it from them. They were hosts to the Jews in Egypt, and therefore we owe them the courtesy of accepting the gift. Right away it says that they'll bring gifts from Egypt. So the people of Kush took a kavachome. If the Egyptians who enslaved the Jews were accepted, their gifts were accepted, surely they'll accept mine. So Hashem told Moshiach, yes, that's a good Kavachomer, accept it from them, seemingly. That's the Pasuk continues to say that Kush will give his hands to God, meaning they'll give a gift to the Jews. You see that giving a gift to the Jews in those days is like giving your hands to God. The Romans also make it a Kavachomer. If these two, the, the Egyptians and the Kushis, which both of them are not blood related to the Jews directly, like the Romans who come from Esav, surely you'll accept us. Rebuke the beast Rebuke the beast and embrace the Jews. Rebuke the Jews, the, rebuke the, the beast who dwells among the reeds. Dwelling among the reeds is referring to the Roman Empire, which we're going to see soon. What does that mean? is the, is the wild pig in the forest destroys the Jews. 
and the crawler of the field will feel, feed on it. Which means, rebuke the beast, because all their deeds are written with the same idea, which means, we said this last time, which means that when the Jews go for judgment against the Goyim, the, the Goyim are all uh, anti-Semitic and they always rule against the Jews. Adat Abrim Vigramin, it says in Tehilim that the assembly of the great ones against the calves, among the calves of the nations, they slaughtered the Jews like as if there was a calf that had no owner. They opened their hands for money. They take money from people and they don't. They don't. Uh, they don't do it. In other words, the guys take bribes, and then they don't do the, They don't do what they what they promised to do. I was reading. Rabbi Cohen was writing from the Morocco. He tried to leave Morocco. He needed a fake passport. He paid a hundred thousand dinar, or whatever it was, that in, in Morocco to buy a, to get to get someone to bribe to give give a Jew a passport. Guy took the money. Never gave it to him. You, you see it exactly. Pizer amim kobrot yechpatsu. He scatters the nation that you, that that want. Why were the Jews scattered among the nations of the world? Because the Jews want to be friendly with the Goyim, and that caused them to uh, be spread by the Goyim. If you want the Goyim, Hashem says, okay, I'll give you the Goyim. Again, these are all the teachings of Rabbi Ishmael's father. There's 365 marketplaces in the Roman in the Roman metropolis. Each one of them has 365 towers. So there's 365 buildings in each one of the 365 marketplaces of Rome. Each one of the 365 steps. Each one step has enough food to to uh, to feed the world. Amar Rabbi Lerebi, Rabbi Shimon told Rebbe. The Amila and others say, Rabbi Rebbe also told Rebbe. Hani Leman, who's all this food for? So Rebbe answered, Lach for you, lechavrach lechavutecha for your colleagues. And for everyone who learns Torah, Shnei Amar, Sechora ve'etena kedosh la'Hashem, lo yatzad lo yachsar ki liyoshvim lefnei Hashem liyeh. All her merchandises and all her wages will be for Hashem. They think they're storing it for themselves, the Romans. In fact, they're storing it for the people who learn Torah. My lo yatzad. What does it mean? Tanya says lo yatzad won't be stored. Zebet outzad. That is a, that's a, a granary. Lo yechsan, zebet kinizah. That's the treasure house. My kiddushim of Hashem. I'm going to be Lazar. Be Lazar says top of kuvyutet. Zeh makir mekumoh chaverov biyoshiv b'shiva. This is somebody who knows where his friend sits in yeshiva, which means a person who goes all the time and knows where everyone sits. He's getting the zechut. Ikad ami. I'm going to be Lazar. Zeh mekumoh chaverov b'shiva. Person who sees his friend and he greets him when he comes in. That means you're there first, and you get the special zechuyot of getting this money that's set aside. 
My mechase atik. What does it mean? One who covers the old thing. This is a guy who uncovers, who no, a guy who covers the things that were covered by Hashem. Mind you, know what this is a Torah, a person who covers the secrets of the Torah. Which means that a person is not supposed to reveal the secrets of Hashem's Torah to people who are not worthy. And therefore, it's a person who avoids telling it to people who ask him, gain. Others say, Others say it's the opposite. You have to reveal the things that are covered. You have to, you have to explain, according to this, the opposite. The explanations of the Torah should be revealed to other people, and that's the Zechut. Even though they are not deserved. That's not talking about deserved. Here it's not the Sitre Torah, it's talking about the Torah. Torah. Anyone who wants to, you can teach it to them. Sitre Torah, you don't. Okay. What is the pasuk that says Lamnatzeh a song the David? Zameru Sing to the one who, when people conquer him, he's happy. Hashem is the one who minatzeh. Hashem is happy when someone conquers him. What does that mean? Hashem is not like people. If you conquer him, he's unhappy. That's what, that's what we call him the Lamnatseach, to the one who gets conquered. Uh, uh, he would have destroyed them, but Moshe was in the stood in, stood in the breach, and he and he won. Which means the following: Moshe, Hashem wanted to destroy the Jews after the Egel. Moshe got him to stop. Mm-hmm. Right? Normally, when a person has a plan and he he stopped, he's upset. He wasn't able to complete his plan. Hashem was happy that Moshe stopped him from destroying the Jews. My dear, what's the pasuk that says "Vide Adam mitachakanehem"? There were human hands under their wings. The pasuk says when it describes the angels, it says that there are hands that are carrying. The angels are carrying the chariot of Hashem, and under their wings is human hands. What does it mean? Kide Adam. My dear, Vide Adam mitachakanehem. Yadok Tiv. It says his hand. Zayadosh Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem stuck his hand, as it were. He put his hands under the wings of the chayot. Which means the following. The goyim, these, in, in, Hashem, in this dream of the chariots, the, the chayot are symbolizing the, the nations of the world. And each one has people, neshamot in the nations, that are going to be gerim. And technically, Midat Adim should not allow them to join the Jews. So Hashem stuck his hand out to accept them and protect them from Midat Adim so the Gerim could actually join the Jews. Okay. All the gold and silver of the world was gathered and brought to Egypt. Yosef gathered all the Kesef that was in the land. I only know if Yosef got the land, the, the gold from Egypt and Eretz Canaan for the 
for the wheat that he got in the Pasuk. Bishar Aratzot Minayim. How do we know that Yosef got the, the gold from the whole world? Talmud Wad, the Pasuk says, says that the whole world came to Egypt. So it wasn't just Canaan, it was also the whole world, and Yosef got the money from the whole world. So it seems like all the wealth of the world was concentrated in Egypt during Yosef and the Jews' time there. When the Jews left Egypt 220 years later, they took this wealth with them. As the Pasuk says, and they emptied Egypt. Uh, coming up this next week is the anniversary. They made it like a mitzuda, a trap that has no grain. Normally, you put grain, you put grain in the trap to catch things. Here, they made it like a trap that has no grain. There's nothing to catch. It's like a, a net that has no fish. The Jews, when they left Egypt, it was machloket how they left it. Like a thing without fish or a thing without grain. Now, Ivan's wondering, what's the difference? Without fish or without grain? That's what you're wondering, Ivan? Exactly what I was wondering. Okay, good. So, the Gra asked that question. No, I think it's the Masha, actually. Masha asked that question. And he wants to say that... When it says they took out the grain, if I'm not mistaken, this is what he says. I don't have it right in front of me here. I have to turn to it. Hold on. When it says they made it, here, oh, here it is. That means, if they took out, like, fish, that means they didn't take, they only took out the money that they had, that they got. But when they said that they took out Shein Bodagan, that means that they took out everything that's in Egypt also. In other words, did they take out the extra money that they got and not the actual Egyptian money? Or they took out all the money, including everything? So it wasn't only the money that they borrowed from the neighbor. Right. He explains, because till now, the other nations were giving the Egyptians taxes also. And now when they saw the Jews leave, they stopped giving the taxes also, and that's like, that's like, uh, that's the worst one. That's the, like the one that has uh, a trap with no grain. There's no reason to send anything. The grain is like a, a bait to bring other, other taxes in. When they took out, when they took out a place with no grain, that means that not only do they not have any of their own wealth, they're not going to get any more wealth, and they're not going to get future wealth. So that one's worse. Okay? Fine. Vayamunach ad the Jews had all the money until they got King Rehovam, who's Shilomo's son. So this guy, Shishak, who was the king of Egypt, when he fought against Rehovam, he took it. But as Basuk says, he took all this wealth. In all the, the future talkings about this wealth, the wealth seems like it's going around as if it's... Uh, no one's really using it. They're just holding it. Like It looks like it's all there. Okay? I don't know if it gets whittled down or not. So Shishak takes it, as it says, He took the treasury of Hashem and the treasury of the king. So the king of Kush took it from Shishak. So Asa, who's the great-grandson of Rehovam, Came and he took it from Zerach, the king of Kush. 
And then later in his in his life, at the end of his life, he had he was being attacked by Basha. I believe it was Basha, the king of Israel, and he sent this money to Hadadrimon by Tavarion. This Hadadrimon was a um, was a king, and he had a treaty with the king of Israel, and this money was a tribute in order to get him to break the treaty and join the the king of Yehuda to attack the king of Israel. Okay. Then what happened? The people of Ammon took it from Hadarimon. So Yehoshaphat, who is a king of Yehuda again, came and attacked it from the Ammonim. It was there till Ahaz's rule. Sanchanim came and he attacked from Ahaz. This is an interesting one. mentioned the That he got this from Ahaz. Now, Sanchanim never, never conquered, never conquered Yushalayim. However, again, the same way he was, he had to attack. He had to get the money in tribute in order to attack the enemies of Achaz. But Chizkia, Chizkia came and took over Sanchanim when Sanchanim died. Right, Sanchanim was attacking Yushalayim against Chizkia, and Chizkia prayed, and Hashem. Killed Sanchrim, they got the they got the money back. Then the, the then finally Nebuchadnezzar and the and the Babylonians came. They took it from Parsim, The Persians came. They took it from the Kastim. No, it wasn't our good friend Binyam. These are the Persian Goim, not the Persian Jews. Okay. And the Greeks came. If if we got it from you, we would get the building from you. If you. Others that were just the Persian Goyim that can't help us much. The Yevanim came and they took it from the Persians. And the Persians and the Romans came. They took it from the, from the Greeks. The money is still in the hands of the Romans. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's symbolic. I'm not sure what this means. Okay. America took the whole thing. What? America and Russians already have it. Maybe the Russians have it, yeah. Okay. Amar B'chama B'chanina. There were besides for those treasures, there were three other treasures. that he put aside. Okay? One Korach found and he took it with him, and he was very, very rich. One Antoninus, the king of Rome, got. And the third one, the third one is still hidden for the Sadiqim, which will be used in the time of Mashiach. Okay. Sometimes the, the Pasuk says that once we're talking about Korach, we're going to talk about Korach's wealth. A person's wealth sometimes, not only does it not help him, it ends up harming him. How does that happen? Shlakish says, this is the wealth of Korah. It says, and all the things that are at their feet. What is Yikum? That's the wealth. This is a person's mamon. Yikum is a person's money. You would have thought it's the people, it's actually the money. Which put you on your feet. So they, they, a person stands on his money, and that's what got swallowed into the ground. Amar Belavi. 
Now, it doesn't explain over here exactly how it took him down, but the problem, probably the understanding is that since Korach was so wealthy, therefore he felt like that he could attack anyone he wanted. That's what might, psychologically, that might have caused him to be able to attack Moshe, and that's what caused his downfall. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, because it's not going to say exactly how Korach's money caused his downfall, because we said that was how we got into this. But it could be that's what they mean to say. They had 300 mules, which were white, whose job it was to carry the keys to the treasure houses of Korach. All these locks and keys were made out of leather. Now, The they say that this is a guzma. The keys were made out of leather? Even though they're made out of leather, you still need 300 mules to, ca- to carry the keys. So if they, were, if they were metal, they'd be heavier. The old, not, the, not the current day keys. The keep... old day keys, the keys were bigger. It was like the keys, like a, you ever see a picture of the old day keys? Yeah. It's a bigger thing. So you could picture that you could fit, fit uh, I don't know, a thousand of them on a donkey. Leather, you could probably get uh, 5,000 on a donkey. But how could leather open a key? Uh, I don't I mean, know. open a door. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, a metal. Okay. Dash, Idash, Kedash, Modach, Siman. We're going back to Halel. It says, Who said that? Amar David. That's David. Hashem answered him and saved him. That's Yishai. If you know, we all know the story about Yishai and David, how Yishai thought that David was a mamzer, and then later when Shimuel came, to anoint him, he saw that he was going to be actually the king. So that's what Ishai said, that the stone that was despised by the builders ended up becoming the cornerstone. The brothers said it's from Hashem. And that's what the brothers said, right? And let's be happy. That's Shmuel Hanavi being happy after he found David being the king. The brothers said, Hashem should save us now. Meaning, Hashem should save the Jews through David HaMelech. And Hashem should make, give us success. That was David praying that his, his uh, kingdom should have success. And Baruch Abba B'Shem Hashem is Amar Yishai, that's Yishai, David's father talking. That's Yishai when he met Shemuel and Avi, Right? Shemuel said, Hashem should bless you, all of you guys, in the beginning. That's what Shemuel said. They all said this, right? We should bring a shlamim to Hashem. We should sprinkle the korban up to the Mizbeach that we bring, because the, 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 the brothers at the time when Shimuel came to visit them were praying to bring a korban and all, sprinkle it on the Mizbeach. Eli atah Odeka amar David. This part of, of Halel was David when he, said, when he prayed to thank Hashem for choosing him among all the people to be the king of Kali Israel. 
In Elohayim Omeka, Amrukulam, everyone said we're going to exalt Hashem. That's everyone's being happy that Hashem finally picked his king. Tanan Hatam, Makom Shinagu. Okay, we said in the, in the Mishnah, Makom Shinagu, in the place where the custom is, Lechbol, where you double different verses of Tehilim, we have a Minhag that certain ones we double. Then, Yechbol, you should double them. Live short. If you have the custom to read it straight, you short. You should read it straight. If you have a custom to make a beracha after halal, you should say it. We only said that there might be a custom, yes or no. That's only if it's after halal. But before Halel, you must make a beracha. It's not a question of minhag. The beracha ligmor Halel beforehand is a beracha you must say. All mitzvot you have to make it over before la'asiyatan before you do them. And since halal is a mitzvah, the mitzvah beforehand is not a minhag. That's a mitzvah, and the beracha afterwards is a question of your custom or not your custom. Says the Gemara, when you say mitzvot should be done beforehand, how do you know the word over means before? It says Basuk in Shemuel that Achimat passed by the plain and he passed the Kushi. When Avshalom died, there was a Kushi who was sent to tell David. Achimat passed the Kushi and he beat him to go tell David about the death of Avshalom. So you see the word Vayavor means to pass beforehand. Abayah has a different proof. He says, and he passed the Flehem. That Pasuk is referring to the Yaakov going to meet Esav, and he went in front of his wives. He didn't he didn't let his wives meet Esav first. He went first. He over the Flehem. That's the Pasuk in Torah. The king goes in front of him with Hashem at their head. That's a pasuk in Micha. This Gemara appears in many places. Okay, Tanya, we learned in the Brayta. So what we're going to say from here that what that Yavod. that the word Vayavod means that he passed in front of him. That means the future. Means that Vayavod means you have to do it before pre, pre, precede the 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 beracha has to precede the mitzvah. That's why we make the beracha and before we shake it, not after we shake it. Okay. okay? Tanya went to the Brayta. Rabbi Kafal Badrin. Rabbi doubled the, the Pesukim. He would double all the Pesukim. Rabbi used to add words to be doubled. You notice at the end of the Halel, there's a bunch of Pesukim that we double them. The Machlok is exactly which ones we double. My Mosif, what do they double? Abaye says, Mosif Lechvo Me Odecha Lemata. From Odecha and onward, Odecha Kiani Tani, that's when you start doubling, which is actually when. We start doubling also. The reason why they start over there is because the Pesukim before them have their own doubling. It's like a natural doubling. If you look at it, if you look at them, each Pasuk before that is automatically doubled. The next Pasuk has something similar to the Pasuk beforehand. Only Odakhaki each one is its own thing, and that part we, we double them. Okay? Ivan, you with us or no? Yep. Okay. Right, so th- those 
those pesukim, you'll notice them. Uh, yeah. you, 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 let's say, you let's, yeah, they all the ones before them are automatically doubled. Darash of Ivra, with Ivra learned the pasuk. Zimnin Amale Mishmed Dirav. Sometimes you would say the name of Ami. Zimnin Amale Mishmed Dirav. What's the what would he say, Rabbi Avira? What would he say? It says about Yitzchak that when he got older, he was weaned. Weaning means that he stopped nursing. Okay? And then it says that Abraham made a big, big si'uda when on the day that, that Yitzchak got weaned, stopped having nursing. Says the Gemara, Atida Kadosh la asot In the future, this Abraham Avinu making a, a, a party is symbolic of Hashem making a party. Hashem is going to make a party in the Sadikim. When Hashem does his kindness on the children of Yitzchak. When they're eating and drinking, Hashem will give Abraham Avinu a kosher baracha to make Birkat Amazon. And Abraham will say, I can't do, I can't do it. Why? Because Yishmael came out of me. Since Yishmael came out of me, and you have to mention Brit Torah, and not all the children of Ishmael do it properly. Therefore, he says, since he's not including the Brit, therefore I shouldn't be the one to make Rukat Amazon. So they gave it to Yitzhak. Amal Yitzhak. So Yitzhak said, Do, Tulbruch, take it and make the Berakha. Amal Lehen, he told them, Come here. Want to come? I'll see you, David. Amal Lehen, he told them, Listen to this, David, you like this. Any Mevarech, I'm not making. She had so many Isav, because Esav came out of Yitzchak. Okay, he doesn't want to do it. So Yitzchak's not going to want to make Berkat Mazon. You know, this is an interesting story. Amalu Yaakov, so he told Yaakov, Tulbruch, do you make Berkat Mazon? Amalu, no, I can't make Berkat Mazon with all these, with everyone here. I married two sisters, therefore I can't make Berkat Mazon. Right? Okay. In the future, the Torah is going to make it asur. I married it first. I can't do it. Moshe told Moshe, you make it. I never got into Israel, and therefore I can't make Pekat Mazon. If I would have got there when I was dead, okay. But even my death, I didn't get in. So I told Yoshua to do it. Make it. He told him, I never had, I never had any sons. Yeshua never had any sons. Tehtiv Yeshua Benun, Nun Beno Yeshua Beno. Nun was his son, Yeshua was his son. Which means that it doesn't mention his end, therefore it means he didn't have any kids. Amalo David, so they told David to Baruch go take and make a bracha. Amalo David, they told David to Baruch. Amalahen ani avarech. I'm going to make Berkat Mazon. Vilina avarech, and I deserve to make the bracha. And sure enough, Shneimad kosi v'otosha u'b'shem Adonai Ekra. Pasuk David said, "Didn't kosi v'otosha." Now you would wonder why David is going to make Berkat Mazon. After all, he had some kids that weren't so great either. 
Avshalom wasn't exactly awesome, right? If, if Abraham is saying no because of his kids, David should say, disqualify uh, himself also. Some say that Melech Shemachala Kodo and Kodo and therefore he's not allowed to say no. Till then, no one was a king. When they offered to him, he's the first king they offered to, he's not allowed to say no. He's the Melech and he can't say no. Others say no, it's different that since Avshalom was in the Brit, Yishmael and Esav, they're not in the Brit. They don't, they don't have a Brit Milah. Abraham's problem was that they're not in the Brit Milah. Since his kids had a Brit Milah, even though they did many, many sins, but they're still included, that's not a problem. Okay. Yeah, well, probably. Yes. It's not the same, uh, you know, having a bad kid, and it's not the same as having a bad kid who's going to create a nation that is going to be, uh, you know, for the oh. history of uh, Jewish people. It's going to be I'll take enemies. The, I like that, Ivan. Okay, you could say that also. Without, even without the Brit, you could yeah. say, you can't compare how bad Absalom is. He made a rebellion against David Amelech. Right. Pretty heavy. A rebellion against right. the Vietnam is pretty heavy, but you're saying, but he didn't make a nation of people right. to fight against the Jews. I hear it. Okay, I'll buy that also. Come tomorrow night. Okay, Bezat Hashem, tomorrow night, Ivan, we're having a Sium over here if you want to come, if you can make it from Philadelphia, Fadalu. 8 o'clock. I can, but can I can join in by phone? Okay, we'll, we'll you zoom in. Finish the Masechet? What time? Uh, 8 o'clock, we're supposed to start. Well, Bezat Hashem. Yeah. Okay. Okay? I'll be there. Let's, let's yeah. pause. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, Amen.